Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Vayeshev. Tav Shin Pei Aleph Hanukkah. Tav Shin Pei Aleph Hanukkah is tomorrow night, but as we usually do, we'll uh, keep uh, our focus mostly to the Parsha, and the uh, the last thought that we'll have will be related to the um, will be related to, uh, to Hanukkah. Again, please, everybody uh, who is, if is not muted, everybody should just uh, mute themselves so that uh, there won't be any background uh, noise for uh, for everyone else that is. That is listening. So we start off with uh, the Tosefes Bracha, and uh, we'll start off with the beginning of the parsha. Beginning of the parsha. Okay, we start off with the beginning of the parsha. Vayeshev Yaakov Eretz Mugorei Aviv Beretz Kenan, and we know Yosef tells his dreams. This is the parshias now of Yosef Hatzadik. We have finished the Avos, so to speak, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We get into the Shvatim. And Yosef, as one of the prime Shvatim, 17 years old, he tells over his dreams, and the brothers are not happy. Two different dreams, as we know, the <laughs> bundles, the stars, and the end of the Aliyah, were told, He tells his father, he tells his brothers, His father says, he gets upset at him, and he rebukes him. What is his dream? Are we going to really bow down? And Rashi quotes, just like his mother can't bow down, so too. Nobody. His brothers were jealous. And the, his father was Shamar Asadavar. We already spoke about this, I think, last week already. When we spoke about Shamar. The Tosef is Bracha, the Torah Tamim and his Sefer, uh, wonders, is there a connection between the two halves of this Pasuk? Vayikanu bo'echav, his brothers were jealous, va'aviv shamaris hadavar. And his father guarded the thing, which we know Chazal tell us, Yoshev umetzapem masayavo, as Rashi quotes, that he knew, he knew deep down that something was going to become of these, of these dreams. So is there a connection between the two parts of the Pasuk? Says the Tosef is bracha, source number one, once the father, once Yahweh Avinu said, what are you, crazy? What, your mother's not going to come bow down to nobody, so forget it. So once that was true, once the Yaakov Avinu told them that it makes no sense and it's totally wrong, so why were they still jealous? Why were they jealous for? They should have said, okay, he's having silly dreams. We all have dreams sometimes that that uh, that are meaningless, right? Uh, as the Gemara Brachas tells us. So, why were they jealous? So that's what the Pasuk is explaining. It says the Tosefis Bracha. V'karov lomar v'tama dover, kikarov l'shayer. We could estimate. She'ra'u bo, ra'u o hirgishu, she'aviyam shamar sadavar. They knew, they could tell what Yaakov was really feeling. Yeah, Yaakov says, come on, it's not going to be true. But they saw, they knew Yaakov Avinu. They knew their father. And they could tell his insides. Because children could always know what's going on in the parents' mind. Parents cannot put on a show. They say, no, no, no. But the parents always know there's something. The kids always know there's something in between. There's something behind. And that's what this passage is saying. Why? Va'aviv shamar sadavar. Because va'aviv shamar sadavar, that's why va'yikanu bo echav. Shero'o hergishu. Sha'aviyam shamar sadavar. Ve'hevinu, they understood. Ki amnam lo davareku. 
they realized it wasn't nothing. They, he didn't want the brothers to be jealous. or hatred Deep down, he saw something in the future. And therefore, what's the vav? Ve'aviv. And this is now classic Tosefus Bracha who gets into the grammar. Ve'aviv shamar sadavar, we find sometimes a vav means because. Throughout Tanakh. Ve'yikanaboyachav, why? Because aviv shamar sadavar. Because they saw that Yaakov deep down believed it. They saw that Yaakov deep down believed it. Ya'ala mashamar ami kodim, ve'yikanaboyachav, avav shel ve'aviv, ba'atachaz mila ya'an. And you find that in a few places. He quotes the Pasuk in Yeshayo, he quotes the Pasuk in Eov, and he quotes the Pasuk later on in the Parsha. Vayar Adonav ki Hashem ito v'chal asher osa Hashem asliach biyado. His master, Potiphar, saw that Hashem was with him, and all he did, Hashem made him successful. There's the Vav again. He saw that Hashem was with him because all he did, Hashem made him successful. The only person in all of Tanakh over and over again. In this parsha, Yosef is matzliach, matzliach, matzliach. He was matzliach, and he did not have an easy time in his life. Yet he was the one that is called matzliach. But there, that same thing, the vav, is a because. V'chei matzina b'chazal. He quotes it even in chazal. Even in the Gemara. Ha'omeres konam she'ninena lebrios. If a woman makes a neder, she's not allowed to get any hana'a from people. E'na ba'al yachol the Baal can't be made for, the Baal could only be made for, could get rid of Nidorim, of his wife, of vows of his wife, in specific cases where it directly affects him, where it's a, it's a ned there, it's a, it's a vow that causes, uh, that causes pain. But here, the Yecholahi, the Gemara says, that she could still get benefit from Hefker, from Leket, Shecha, and Peah, from gifts that are left in the field. That's not called directly from people. Why is he bringing this? What's the Vav? He can't get rid of her vow. That's the vow. That's the because. Because she can still get benefit. That's just another example. But says the Tosefus Bracha, getting back to our point, maybe the message for us is that as parents and as grandparents, we always have to be honest and truthful because our kids can see right through us sometimes. Just like we can see through our kids sometimes. But, you know, when people are close, they can recognize. And our job is to be tocho kabaro. Our job is to be the inside like the outside, and make sure that it is all uh, in honesty. Okay. So we continue, and now we get into the the, um, the story of the brothers. So what happens? Yosef goes out. Yaakov sends him. Why don't you go see how your brothers are doing? He knew it was dangerous. He says, I could do it. Lechna re'eh shlom achecha, shlom hatzon, chevron, shchem, vayimsa'eyu ish. He finds the ish, Rashi, Gavriel. We spoke in past years. This is a different type of ish that he met last week, right? Which was Saur Shalesav. Right, here's the ish. Zeh Gavriel, v'initoa basada. What would you like? I'm looking for my brothers. Such symbolism in every phrase. As lachai anochi mevakes. I'm looking for my brothers. They went that way. They will, they're not here anymore. And finally, the brothers see him coming. Says the Torah, They say to each other, The dreamer is coming. Let's kill him. Let's kill him. 
throw him into one of the pits, let's see what happens in his dreams, we've mentioned in the past, Ruven and Yehuda are the two Shvatim that are vying for the power in these parshios. They're the only ones that are talking. We don't see Dun saying anything. We don't see Yisachar saying anything. Vayishma Ruvain. Vayyomalona Kino Nefesh. No, we're not going to kill him. Vayyomalayim Ruvain al-Tishbechu Dam. Rather, Hashlichu Oso al-Abar Azeshem midbar Throw him into the bar that is here in the Midbar. Vayyom al-Tishlechu Ba. Why? Why did Ruvain do that? Loman Hatzil Oso Miyadam. In order to save him from their hands, Lahashivo El Aviv, to return him to his father. Ask of Shlomo Kluger, what do you need the last three words in the Pasik for? Wouldn't it have been wouldn't it have been enough to say, Don't throw him in the pit, right? Why? Because he wanted to save him. Laman Hatzil also miyadam. Of course you're gonna give him back to his father. So what's the emphasis of the last three words of Lahashivo El Aviv? What is that adding? What is that adding? Question one. Ask the Imre Shefer, Shlomo Kluger on Chumash. Yesh Ladas, third line. It's extra. Where, who else is it going to return to? So he says another question. The Pasuk says when a couple of Sukkim later, when they come back to the pit, when Ruve comes back, and he doesn't know, and this Al-Khazal know that he wasn't there. So what happens? He goes back and he says, what happens? By Yasha Rubin ala barvinei and Yosif babar, by Yikres begadav, he tears his begadav, pasuk lamed, by Yasha v'alecha v'yomar, ha'yeladeinenu, where's the boy? V'ani ana aniva, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What do you mean, what am I going to do? What are they all going to do? So the Medrash tells us, Imre Shefer, v'ani ana aniva, what am I going to do? B'maysa bilha. B'maysa bilha. What am I going to do about what happened with Maisa bilha? With the switching of the beds. What does that have to do with Yosef being sold? That was last week. Yeah, that was that was a difficult parsha. But what does that have to do with Yosef's not here? And, oh, now I'm going to have to pay for Maisa bilha. <laughs> What's the kitchen? So those are the two questions that he asked. What are the last three words? La shivo el aviv. And what, what does my Sabilla have to do with this? V'kvar tamu'a mefarshim mashayach The Yishlomar says the Imre Shefer. Let's try to get into the to the minds and the hearts of Yaakov and the Shvatim at this moment in time. The Yishlomar. Hakavana dihine Ruvain. Meisha bilba yitzui aviv. Whatever Ruvain did, Right, whatever he did, and the Gemara and Shabbos talks about Koloma Ruben Chata in Elatoa, he did something wrong. He did something wrong. Whatever he did made Yaakov upset. Whatever he did. And from the time that he did it, Me'esha Bilbo Yitzue Yaviv Bebilha, Gershavim Panav, his relationship has not been the same with his father. Velohi Nichu Kla Liros Panav, Merov Kas. And he couldn't even have the special relationship. His father was upset. Right, we even know he was upset all the, all the way till the end of his life. In Parshas Vayachi, we still see he's upset. Ruven wanted to come back. Ruven wanted a, a way to come back to his father. 
So he needs somebody to put in a good word for him. Who could that be? Ruben knew none of the other brothers would do it. It wouldn't be successful. It wouldn't be helpful. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't even want to do it. What, if Yehuda, if any of the other brothers go and talk to him about Reuven, why would Yaakov be convinced? There was only one. There was one brother that Reuven knew, if I could get him to tell Yaakov that it was L'Shem Shamayim and Adgut Kavanis, if I could get him to talk to Yaakov, that's my only chance. Ach Yosef, she'oso ahav, ach aviv mikal achav, as we learn in this week's parsha, The favoritism that Yaakov showed Yosef. Ach afapikin lo ratzel avakesh is Yosef pazeh. So he knew Yosef was the key. But he knew maybe Yosef wouldn't do it for him. Maybe Yosef didn't do it for him, because after all, you know, Reuven, that's the whole point, my Sibillah. Right, that was the whole per- point, that Bila, which is connected more to Yosef, and Leah. So maybe Yosef wouldn't do it for him. He knew Yosef was the key, but Yosef wouldn't do it. So you know what he did? That's why he, partly why he stood up and saved Yosef. Because he knew if he does this, and the word gets back, that Yosef realizes that he was the one that saved him, he would be able to be the one, to return him to his father. But Yosef was the key. Yan Yada ki Yosef o Yishma lo lavakis ever rosaviv. Kiban shahadarava, who hotzi diba alachev. Remember, Yosef, you know, told Lashon Hara, vegal Ruven bechlal, umikoshigan shlo yidabar avru tobos. Lakacham aruven, kaes, sheyira Yosef, shekulam ratzel hargo. Yosef will realize and hear that they all wanted to kill him. And only Ruven nichnas, but Ovi Yakov, Ruven litum and amaves, and Ruven saved him from death. Bivadai, then Yosef's going to say, okay, Reuven, I'm going to go to bat for you. Fine, that's the Hashivo Al-Aviv. Reuven saved him. And now he comes back to the pit. Oy vey! What does the measure say? Maisa Because now there's no, there's no way to, to, to make up. Yosef's not here. There's no way I'm getting back to my father. Now, that's it. Vizek Kavana Sakasiv. Laman Hatzin Oto Miyadam Shu Yatzel Az Yosef Miyadam Yachar Kach Lashivo Al-Aviv. So Yosef Yishtadel, it's a love of Lashiv, it's Ruven, a love of Kamoshan Amar, as the Pasuk says. They shall live all of us abundantly, but I'm a love of some. Alkain Amar Shaper, Ruven, a yellow, and Yenavani, and he bought my Sibylla. Now I don't have anybody to help me. You think about what the, there were complicated relationships in this family. There was a lot. There was Yaakov and Yosef versus everybody else. There was Yehuda and Ruven and everybody else. There was Ruvain trying to get to Yosef. There was so many things going on. There was Shimon and Levi that were there, the two of them that were known as a pair, as compared to all the other Shvatim. There was Binyamin. There's so much character. So many personalities. The larger the family, the more the personalities have to mesh. But they had to become, they had to gel into the Shifte Ka. Remember, siblings up until this time and including this time weren't the grace models. If we think about all the siblings in Sefer Bracious, Starting with Cain and Hevel, Yishmael and Yitzchak, Yaakov and Esav, Yosef and his brothers, all the way till the Nash and Ephraim. That's why we say the bracha according to some. But says the says the Imre Shefer, that's what Ruvain was trying to do. 
And that's what my Sabila has to do. Ana Ana Aniba. Kivacha Yalad Yosef Enenu Braka Love Samti Mivtahi. Shavav Yishmala Lislahli. Those are the three extra words, and that's the medrash on on the pasuk. Okay. The next piece I think we've done in other contexts that I did not remember that we did it in a parsha shir. So that's why I'm going to do it here. Some of you might be familiar. We did it in a, in a Hanukkah shir uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it's here, so we can have it in the parsha shir. And we'll start. It's Rechaim Shmulevitz. It has to do with Hanukkah, but also it has to do with this week's parsha. So they sold Yosef. They threw him into the bar. They picked him up. Again, remember the Rashbam. They didn't actually sell him. Right? He was found by the Ishmaelim. But the Pasuk tells us that they sold him. And what happens? He's on his way down to Mitzrayim. He's on his way down to Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk says in Pasuk Hafei, V'nei archos Ishmaelim ba mi gilad, nosim nechos utsri valot. The camels are carrying very delicious smelling spices. <laughs> Rashi already picks up on this in Pasach Hafei. <laughs> Why do we have to know what they, they were carrying? Why is that detail so important? <laughs> it's to let us know the schar of tzadikim. Mm-hmm. What do the Arab merchants usually carry? Neft, itron, reichan rot, smells disgusting. Hashem basically did a miracle for Yosef. Right? Make it smell good. And ask of Chayim Shmulevitz, why did Yosef need this miracle? You think it will make him feel good? Right? He's been abandoned by his brother. A couple of, a couple of spices? Second question. Same question. Right in the beginning, line six. We know the nace of Hanukkah, the nace of the Pach Shemen. At that time, at that moment, the Jewish people were in Sakana, spiritual Sakana, which led to physical Sakana. Like we say, no Torah, no Jews. If there's no Torah, there's no Jews. Amazing. So logic would dictate that would be the Iker Takana, the war, that we were saved. And yet, the Gemara only talks about the Pach Shemen. Can you compare the Nisim? We were saved versus we were able to do a mitzvah. So he asked these two questions. He asked these two questions. So he says, and again, you might have heard this on the bottom of the page, Kishanamik Bedavar Niresh Adavar Godulu Rech Pesamimzu. The spices send a tremendous message to Yosef. Umashmaz Shonalo Gamre. Kibishaz Choshech Vaafelazu. At this time of darkness for Yosef, he's 17 years old, he's abandoned, he's lost, he doesn't know what the future holds. His whole world is dark. Yosef could come to give up. It's done. Hashem has forgotten me. I'm avud. I'm nishkach. Yeyush. At this moment, Hashem says, sends him 
anes, as if to say, I'm with you. Don't give up. Don't lose your bitachon. Yosef, who was known for his bitachon. Right? Yosef, who was known for his bitachon. I heard this week just that, Right? Rashi Tevis. Switch around the letters. That's Yosef. But Hashem gave him, maybe this is what, what, what drilled him to do, to become that model. Because when Hashem wants to, wants to say that I'm here, I'm close to you, I'm with you in tough times, he'll do an unneeded nace. And that's what happened by Neiris Hanukkah. By Neiris Hanukkah, it was dark. We were, we were nishkach. You could, this is a base of Migdash, but it's Tameh. We can't even find one bottle. All the Kohanim Gedolim were terrible. You know, what's going on? What's going to be? Hashem does the nays to say, don't believe the Yavanim. Don't believe them. I'm with you. And Dafka, the, the Pachshemen, because the Menorah, the light of the Menorah that never went out, that's what symbolized Hashras Hashchina. And that's where the nays was. It was through that. Because we find throughout history Hashem doing extra nisim in order just to show the people, the person involved. Don't give up. I'm with you. And take that strength with you. And he quotes again, line 15. Another nace. David and Goliath. Remember David and Goliath. David, little David, takes his little slingshot with a couple of rocks. He hits the giant right smack in the middle where there was no armor, right on his forehead. He hits the plishti on his forehead. <laughs> the stone goes into his forehead. And Goliath falls face down. Says Rashi on that Pasuk. When you get hit in the face and the forehead, you're supposed to fall flat backwards, not forwards. Shari al mitzcho hukah, because he was hit on the forehead. Elosh kadesha lo yitztair david lelech lachtoches rosho. It would be a long schlep to go to the other side of the giant to have to chop off his head. Shenistaker david achshav shteim esriamus vizerusayim. Shokamosu shogolia sheishamus vizerus. He had to go there, walk back. Hashem saved him the trouble and made Goliath fall forward. Hadvar matmiim says Reb Chaim Shmulevis. I don't understand this. Right? The Gemara and Shabbos. Remember that story? A man who didn't have a, who didn't have, be able to have any, uh, have a wife. The wife died in childbirth. Nobody could, could nurse his, his child. And he was able to nurse the child. The Gemara says, So what's going on here? So what's the answer? David Melech is going to have a very challenging life. And this is the beginning of it. From here on in till the end of the Sefer, right? Shaul's going to be trying to kill him. The second half of the Sefer, David has a lot, David has a very difficult life with his children, Avshalom and Adonio and Yehuda, Amnon and Tamar. So it's challenging. Hashem is telling David, David, I'm with you. Performing an unneeded nace to let him know I'm with you. Or another one, the Arachayim HaKadosh points out. Again, there are so many examples. He brings four. Chanukah, Yosef, Shimshon, uh, uh, Goliath, and the following Arachayim. The Pasuk says in Bracious, Line 26. Avram, stand where you are and look. Look, north, south, east, west. And you can see the entire Eretz Yisrael. Ask the Archaim HaKadosh. One second. Avram Avinu is looking north, south, east, west. How can he see the whole land? 
Tom Shuzrachomer and Amakam Shurta Omechum. What does it mean from that spot that you're there? Avram didn't move his head, says the Arachayim. Hashem swiveled the earth around. So Avraham could see Eretz Yisrael. Shayuchaliros mitzafon ladaron mimar lamizrach mimakom echad mibli sheyitzrach lesovev. Again, is it hard for Avram to swivel his head, to turn his head? No, this is the beginning of this is the beginning of history with us. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted Avraham and all his descendants to know that you have a special place with me, a special place with me. And Yocheko, other examples, Yocheved. I'm not going to read more, but that's the message of Hanukkah. The message of Hanukkah. Yes, of course, the nace of the Milchama. We have to have a Satovan. but we have to recognize that the nace of the Pachshemen is just to tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us even in the darkest of times. Even in the dark times that look like Yeush, we have to try to do our best. Okay. Moving right along. Let's go to the next page. Source number five we're going to go to. So Yosef is in Mitzrayim. Yosef is in Mitzrayim. We skip now. We're not going to focus this year on Yehuda and Tamar, that whole story. But he's in Mitzrayim. Yosef, who are in Mitzrayim, we get the Barak Lamites, Lamites, Potiphar, Takes him, Vayechi Hashem as Yosef, Vayish Matzliach, like we saw before, Vayara Donov, Ki Hashem Ito, Vachashu Hashem Ashliach Do. So it all is going well until Ashes Potiphar starts the problems. Vatis Ashes, and then I'll say, El Yosef, Vatomer Shechva Imi, she says, please lie with me. Vayimain with a Shalsheles, he refuses. Vayomer Lashes, I don't know, I can't, I can't. He's giving me so much stress, I can't do this. Doesn't listen to her. He comes into the house to do his malacha. Nobody was there, right? It was the day that they all left. It was a, day, a holiday for them and she feigned being sick. She stayed home in order to help her plan. What does Lasos Malachto mean? Yosef came in to do his work. So Rashi, we know, quotes the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. From the Gemara. Chad Amar Malach Tomamer. Someone says, yeah, it was his actual Malacha. V'chad Amar Lasos And one says Lasos Malach means he was giving in to his Yetzer. Lasos Malach means he, he, he had succumbed. He knew she was alone and he was going to come. What happened? What happened? Rashi continues, quoting the Gemara in Sota. El HaShaniris Lo Demos Diukno Shel Aviv. But he saw his father. He saw his father, his father who he didn't know whether he had abandoned him. He saw his father. What's the message, says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, what a message for any parent or Rebbe or teacher or friend. What a message this Gemara is. Quotes Rashi, but Right, Yer Yaakov says, we can't even fathom. How did Yosef do it? He didn't have a chevra. He didn't have a, he wasn't around people who could give him strength. He was all alone. Maybe nobody would have even known. What made him, gave him the ability to stand up? is the strongest taiva that a man has. And how did he do it? Diukno Shalaviv. Chazal tell us he saw. Veniris lo bachalon. Amar le Yosef. Asidan achecha shichtu malavne ephod. Viata beneim. Your name's going to be on the ephod. Ritzon chashi machashimcha mi beneim. 
Hare line 16. Mibreshaya Iker Khashivetslo, Mikivan Shahirgish as Atsmo, Kshumakubar Kinofela Iker. He felt like a branch that was connected to the trunk and the roots. Miyat Shavakashtel. That's what saved him. He felt that he was part of something. Vizeo Echadmiya Yisoda Shebachinuch. She is Khashi Shaav Beene Banov. A father, a mother, a, a, a teacher has to act in a way that in years from now, the child, the student will look back and have a favorable view of the parent, of the child. Because that's what could save the person in the future. If they feel connected, if they feel that that person cared about them, that person was chashiv in their eyes. A Rebbe has to, has to be like a Malach Hashem Tzavakos. Children shouldn't be able to see their father in a state that is disrespectful. And the Halacha is, 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 uh, encourages that. That's what saved Yosef. We'll get back to that. But that's the message for us. Rabbi Frand quotes this in his Safer Power of Avart. And he says the message of a parent, the message of a teacher. And it applies Bismanaz as well. It's not just about the Choshen Mishpat. But he quotes a story, quotes a story of somebody from near Yisrael, Harry K. Wolpert, who learned under of Baruch Ber, Lovavitz. Baruch Ber, the Baruch Hashemul and Kamenitz. And in those years, it was nearly impossible to make a living without working on Shabbos in the 1920s. You don't come to work on Saturday, don't come to work on Monday. He related that he was on the verge of taking such a job. But what stopped him was the image of his Rebbe, or Baruch Ber. He simply couldn't do it to Baruch Ber. That's what kept him Shabbos observant and honest through his 101 years. Rather than Yaakov Avinu appearing in the window, Rav Baruch Ber Levavitz appeared in his window. Similarly, says Rav Yaakov, one of the fundamental principles of child rearing, a father must gain respect and prestige in the eyes of his children, inspire so much love and admiration they would never contemplate. Again, Rachman al-Islan, it's all siyata d'shmaya. Parents could do that, and it's up to Hashem. It's up to Hashem, but we have to at least do our part. We have to do our part. Yagavino's image won't flash before your child's eyes, but yours might. Our image might. And we have to be that Yaakov Avinu for our children, for our students. We have to make sure that that's, that's what we do. Okay. So what happens? She tries. She grabbed his clothing. She grabbed his clothing, saying, He left the clothing there and he and he ran out. Left the clothing there and he ran out. Ask the Panim Yafos. Panim Yafos, the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, Milas Lamar Hu Miutar. What do you mean, Lamar? What's the Lamar? She grabbed his clothing, saying, Vatomar. Right, you look back in, in Pasik, right, in the earlier Psukim. She said, right, look back in the earlier Psukim, Pasik Zion. Vatomer shechvayimi. She said, sleep with me. She said, lie with me. Vatisveo bevigdo shechvayimi. Right, so what, what is 
What does it say Lamar for? Elashahu Musur Haskel. Yosef didn't wait to listen to what she was going to say. Yosef saw what was going on and said, I'm leaving. I'm running. Her grabbing the bag in, that spoke itself. But to say Vigdo Lamar, he ran out. He doesn't have to wait. He doesn't have to um, stay to be more in a challenging situation. Yosef teaches us, and many Mefarshim talk about this, or Moshe Feinstein talks about this, Allah Torah. I gave you also another piece in Rav Chaim Shmulevitz in source number nine. Our job in life is to try to foresee challenging situations and not put ourselves into those situations. If we're in a situation, okay, we have to do our best. But we have to make sure and try not to be in those situations. Not to be in those situations. And Rav Chaim Shmulevitz even says, second one of the evening, Maybe that's what's mentioned in the Medrash. Chazal tell us, Hayam ra'a vayanos, kriyas yamsuf, ra'a aronosho Yosef, yorid layam, the aron, the yamsua, Yosef's coffin. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yanus mepnei anos, shenem ra'vayanos vayetzi achutza, afayam yianes bimenu. Yosef ran out, and that's what we're zochet to kriyas yamsuf. Yosef, we know, says Rav Chaim Shvolevitz, receives schar for not violating the Avera itself. In Mitzrayim, everything that he got in Mitzrayim was because he, he held himself back and he was able to control himself. So what's added here? Hayom Ravayanos, and it's the greatest schar in the world. Not just the personal, but it's Kriyas Yamsuf. Says the Sichas Musr, what do you see at the end? The Ikra in staying away from Averos, is trying to roe es hanolad. Which situation is challenging for me? I'm just going to try not to do that. Which friend of mine brings out the best in me? Which friend of mine brings out the worst in me? Who do I speak Torah with? Who do I speak Lashon with? Right, if I'm in shul, I daven well next to who? If I if I can never daven next to this person because we're too friendly and we just smooth the whole davening, maybe I have to try to you know be a man and you know we're all going to go back in sh- to shul be'ezus Hashem sometime soon. So maybe we we'll have to take upon ourselves daven shuls for davening, right? Maybe we have to whatever it is we have to roes anolad, just try to foresee. And that's the schar. Yosef ran out, and that's Kriyas Yamsuf. Losha Yamud Mimakamani Soy only Lochim in my Yitzhar Ponim upon him. But Dovrezel is Srachik Mimakim Soy and Koshu. That's very hard. Because we want to be in this situation. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll overcome. No, it's better not to. Better not to be in that situation as much as one can. And that is what Rabbi Shvolevitz adds on to the Ponim Yafus. But it's the Panim Yafis. That's why it doesn't say Batomer. He didn't wait for her to say something again. Lamar, she grabbed the baguette and that itself said something and Yosef ran out and in that way was able to save himself from doing anything uh, more difficult and anything uh, sinful. He was able to 
uh, protect himself in that way. Okay. One more thought for the for the parsha, and then we'll have something on the on uh, on Chanukah. This is a fascinating thought from a sefer. The Lachsos Ben Hashem quotes it. That's a likud. He quotes this from the for Yad Yosef Sarfati. It's a Sephardic work, I think, based on the research that I tried to do. But there's a pasuk. Pasuk says here, Yosef finds Chain Vayitain Sar Beisasor. Now Yosef's in jail. As we know, he has this magical personality. Wherever Yosef goes, people like him. Besides his own family. Interesting. That's maybe a message in life. Sometimes, you know, people can get well get get along with everybody except their own siblings. When they're in the house, that's outside you hear they're amazing, they're wonderful, they're so nice, they're so polite. And all of a sudden at home, you know, Yosef got got got, got along with everybody except his brothers. And that gives us a little uh, a little hope, a little chizuk. But Vayitain Yosef. He got got along with the jail keeper. So Yosef the gave him everything. Gave him everything. He was in charge. Look at Pasach of Gimel. How do you translate that? The Sar Beisasoar does not see anything in his hand. He basically doesn't have anything. Yosef's, Yosef's in charge. He doesn't see anything in his hand. And he's matzliach. Everything he does is matzliach. Fascinating thought from Yad Yosef Tsarfati, quoted here. How do you, and you, you read the Pasuk, you're like, wow. When somebody's successful, there are two reasons why he might be successful. One reason is because Hashem's making him successful. He's having siyata d'shmaya directly from a god. Or maybe right now it's not that he deserves it. It's not magielo. Mazel yesh mazel Yisrael ain't mazel Yisrael. Come at the end of Mesech uh, Shabbos. But either Hakadosh Baruch Hu is involved or there's mazel, whatever that means. But it's not as direct siyata d'shmaya. Avo b'sheinu tzadik. Maybe Hashem wants to give him mazel, even though he's not such a tzaddik. Avo yishpinim hevdal dak, but there's a big difference between the two. Zeshu matzliach beglashu tzaddik. The Kaddish Baruch Hu Ozra, if he's if he's successful because he's a tzaddik, then you could trust him for you know the continuation. Efshar lismoch alavinemanu, right? You could trust him for the future. It's based on mazel. Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring? Who knows if the stars are going to be lined up in the same place tomorrow? Okay, now we get to the Pasuk. Remember, Mitzrayim was full of magic. Remember the beginning of Sefer Shmos? Beginning of Sefer Shmos, what are you trying to bring in? Offer maybe? They had many magicians. They also had palm readers. They had palm readers in Mitzrayim. Shomar Beisasoar. Kisharatzalim notes Yosef Laozro. Lishbarasasirim. What did he do? He wanted to check why Yosef was being so successful. Was it God? Was it Mazel? What did he do? Look at the Pasik. Ain Sar Beisasoar Roes Kalumuma Biado. He doesn't see anything in his hand. You look in his hand, you see whether the stars are lined up. You're able to see that in the hand. And he quotes a Zohar for Pashas Yisro that everything, if you if you know if you're the Arizal, you can read palms. 
can raise faces too. But you can see what's going on. Is it Mazel? He looked and he didn't see anything in the hand. So he knew it was God. He knew it wasn't Mazel. Ain Sar Bezazor Rose Kol Ma'uma Ba'asher Hashem Ito Ba'asher Ose Hashem Atzliach V'zeh Sha'amra Kasuf He doesn't see anything in his hand in Yosef's hands not in his own hand in Yosef's hand She'ein Lo Mazel Ach V'cholzos and yet Ba'asher Ose Hashem Atzliach V'yado It must be he's a tzaddik and that's why he gave over all of jurisdictions to Yosef HaTzadik Fascinating horror Okay one final thought in Yohanit Khan. There's so many Hanukkah. I wish we had time to have a Parsha Shir and a Hanukkah Shir. Those of you who live in Beit Shemesh, Baruch Hashem, we have that chance on Shabbos, but Halavai uh, Hashem, there'll be time. There'll be time. So there is a thought in the Simul Abanim of Kashtiel uh, writes in his Sefer, Hanukkah is a time to evaluate our relationship with the outside world. After all, that's what Yavan is. Yavan is the Yafyafusa Shal Yafes. Yemei Chanukah Yamin Behem is Modadru and Malchus Yavan Maorim Osan Levarer Es Marechas Ayachasim. The our relations in Umos Haolam Vinisyonos Hashpaahat Harbutiim. The cultural influence that they have. When is it positive? When is it not positive? And he says it's interesting. <laughs> you know, we focus a lot on Chanukah on oil, but there are two other liquids that he wants to focus on. Number one is milk. Milk, we know there are more quotes about having uh, milk. Machal, you see the title, Machal, Gvina, Hanukkah, milk, milk and wine. Milk and wine. When we talk about our relationship with the Umos HaOlam, there are two liquids that Chazal targeted. Okay, originally there was Shemen, but they were Mavatal that milk and wine were targeted by Chazal. Two problematic liquids. But they're different. Wine is much more serious. A guy touches wine, forget it. A guy touches milk, no problem. Right, there's a big difference between the two. Big difference between the two. What does wine symbolize? What does milk symbolize? Why is wine more chamor? He quotes on a Kabbalistic level, line 10. Wine, red wine, symbolizes din, seriousness, right? When you see somebody's face and it mean, right? They become red. Ha'adom utseva az, chazak, otzmoti. Kivan sherosh shmuel is david admoni, nisyarei. Yamadash ha'shofech domim. Remember the Gemara at the end of Mishach HaShabbos. If you're born under madim, you're going to be a shochet, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to eat something with blood. Red is blood, like yayin. Yayin symbolizes din. Chalav, milk. Milk, dvash v'chalav. Milk, chesed. Milk, milk. The, the, what does the Pasuk say? Like like the teeth. Teeth are compared, the smile, smile is compared to milk. Sweetness. Right, the milk of a mother. Esanesina lelok vulo, to lelo intrasim. That's din and chesed. That's, that's yayin and chalav. So there are two times... If the non-Jews, if the Umos Olam are acting to us like milk and like wine, if they're acting like wine, if they're acting like din, if they're acting mean, if they're acting xerus kashos, they're being difficult with us. They're not letting us live as Jews. You know what? You have to stay away and break off. If they touch anything, forget it. Wine is very chamor. 
Wine is very chamor. When they're kafuyim ayim, gzeris kashos, chazala very machmir, sruchnal, just forget, cut, cut off everything if they're wine. If they're like milk, mutter b'shtia. Right, milk is allowed. Line 20. Shona halacha b'chalav. Chalav shagoy nagabo, mutter b'shtia. The only, the only problem is if we think that they put something into the milk. Right, if I see them milk the cow, that's fine. The only chashash is by milk, is if I if I they mix something in. There's something of their values that are mixed in. Then I have to be a little a little concerned, maybe a lot concerned. But generally, milk there could be things that we could take from the culture around us. But we have to make sure there's nothing not kosher. That's mixed into the milk. How do you know the difference? The Gemara tells us. How do you know whether it's kosher milk or non-kosher milk? How do you know? Could it make cheese? The Gemara says if it's kosher milk, it makes cheese. Non-kosher milk doesn't make cheese. What's the message? If it could stand, if it could last, if it's an eternal value, if it can make cheese, if it can be mamid, then that's okay. That's a sign of a kosher, that's kosher milk. If it's not going to last, if it's just going to fall apart... Right on the bottom of the page, Gvina Tova Mechalav Kasher Yimugubeshet Viatziva Machzika Mama Larachzman. But if it's if it's not kosher, it's not going to last. It's not going to be able to make cheese. Chalav and Yayin, and that's what we think about when we think about our connection to the culture around us throughout the ages, not just Yavan, but to all Western culture. We always have to know if it's something that is that is that is not letting us act as Jews. Like yayin, it's din, it's min, then that's it, cut off. If it's allowing us, if it's softer, if they're smiling, so then we just have to make sure there's nothing not kosher that's mixed in. And then he just quotes in the last paragraph, it's a separate kind of thought, but it's connected. He quotes from Rav Kook on line 10. <laughs> we have to learn to perform spiritual poison. There are two types of poisons. Writes Rav Cook. There are certain types of poisons that make us sleepy and make us lose consciousness. And ultimately, Rahmal Aslan, even worse. Vinegdam, and there are other poisons. I'm sorry. That's one type of poison. And the other type of poison, skip down for a second. They make us super hyper. And, and super, you know, going out of our, our, our normal, logical thinking. That's another type of poison. The outside world, there are two types of spiritual poisons that we have. One type is to make us sleepy, make us not focused on our, on our ruchnius. Make us just not be excited about anything. And make us sleepwalk through life. That's one type of poison. And the other type of poison is to give us so much excitement and fun from other things that we don't think the Torah is exciting. And we're so overexcited about cultural events, more than Torah and mitzvos, that's another type of poison. So we have to counter each one of them. The sleepy poison, if we feel sleepy, we have to, we have to he says, wine can do both. Wine, yayin yisamach. We have to do things that we can to make us excited about Torah. Don't let the sleepiness, don't let the sleepiness you know, affect ourselves, right? We have to jump out of bed, come kari. And if it's the opposite, if there's so much excitement coming from others, we have to somehow calm down that 
that excitement and maybe try to get excitement from other areas, but for sure not to be totally focused on those on those other poisons. So when we think about Yavan and we think about all of Western culture that has that, that influences us so much, influences us so much, we all live we all live in the world outside. We have to make sure that everything that we take is part of Avodas Hashem, is mashpia, or it just becomes part of our of our avoda. It's not mashpia, but we just use it to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu in all the ways possible, and it's a never-ending, it's a lifelong uh, challenge. But Hanukkah tells us that we could do it, that we could take. I just saw one uh, piece and uh, just one fun point in Rabbi uh, Bernstein's new sefer on Hanukkah. I just saw that makes the Ha'ara that uh, we know Hidr Mitzvah, the Kazim of Hidr Mitzvah, plays a special role in Hanukkah more than any other holiday. We know there's a Hidr Mitzvah by many mitzvahs. Gemara Shabbos, Kuflam, and Gimel. But Hidr Mitzvah by Hanukkah, you know, Lamdis, is it part of it, is it different? But Mahajan, Mahajan, and Mahajan. So isn't that fascinating? Because Hanukkah is about Yefes and the beauty. Yefusa, Shal, Yefes, and Yavan. They're all into beauty. And Dafka, the holiday about Hanukkah, where we overpower the Yavanim, is all about beauty. And the answer is, yeah, that's the point. Because we share that value of beauty. But not as an ends. Not as a goal. We make our mitzvahs beautiful. We're mahandir our mitzvahs. We take the value of Yavan, of Yafes, and we use it. We use it to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with. And that's what the message of this time of year, we have to evaluate what part of my life is positive, and if there's anything that has to be tweaked, you know, it's something that we have to work on. So we should all be zochet to Hanukkah Sameach. I'm not sure if there's going to be a shir next week. I will try at some point. I'm going to be away with the family, but wherever I am, I will uh, try to do what I can to at least try to get a shear up. Not sure if we'll be zoomed, but we'll uh, we'll do the best we can to get up a shear on Parshas Miketz. Everybody should have a Chanukah Sameach.